Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. It is so good to be here this morning. I've had so much fun already. (laughs) Um, So I've been a part of the family here at Hope for like four years, and it's my first time preaching. So I just thought, how cool that I get to preach for the first time here with family. I'm so glad for that. Um, So because it's my first time, I'm praying first. (laughs) (laughs) Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, Lord, and I just commit all of this to you for your plans and purposes, for your will to be done, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Fill this place, Holy Spirit. Help me be on my words, Lord, and please bless everyone in this room and everyone who's watching, in Jesus' name. So I I wanted to actually start by saying that... um, I know that there's some people um, here today and like watching online as well that um, find today a bit difficult and that you know today can be really painful and I wanted you to know that leading up to today I've been praying for you and I just pray that God will be with you today and the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, um, will be moving powerfully in your hearts today like while we're together. And happy Father's Day, dads. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to thank you for the blessing that dads are to your families, but also the blessing that you are to this family, the Hope family. So thank you, dads. So in preparing for today, um, you know, because I'm preaching on Father's Day, I was thinking about my dad. Um, Happy Father's Day, dad. Hopefully they worked out YouTube. (laughs) Happy Father's Day, I love you. Um, (laughs) My dad worked full time in his cabinet making business that he owned and well, he still does. And we had a little farm too. So there wasn't like a lot of spare time. Like there were always jobs to do when he wasn't at work as well. So even when I was a really little girl, I figured out that if I wanted to spend time with dad, I had to be out with him, out in the yard, joining him with the jobs. So things like, I love getting in the veggie garden with him and he showed me how to milk cows. Like we just had a couple of dairy cows. So we did it just with a bucket and yeah, I tried to learn. Um, so um, there was one job though that I didn't help dad out with and that was to do with the chooks. So it would all start out really lovely. We'd get these little yellow baby chickens and they were cute and I'd love them and pat them and cuddle them and give them names, I'm sure. Um, but these chickens, they grew really quickly. They were not normal chickens because they were going to be chickens in the freezer. (laughs) So growing up on a farm, you pretty quickly figure out what's going on when dad goes up to the chook pen with an axe. And I never did pluck up the courage to go... (laughs) I stole that joke. (laughs) To go up with dad for that part of it. Um, Anyway, but some of my older siblings, they would go up and they would tell me all about it. So sometimes it was just really straightforward, like, and it's done. They just... But then other times they didn't just lie down. They would, they would just, like, take off, like, with no head. (laughs) They just would run and keep running. And I've heard a story of them chasing someone once too. Um, (laughs) Apparently. So it was messy and crazy and dramatic and 
yeah, chickens running around with their heads cut off. So anyway, as I'm remembering these chickens, I couldn't help but think, wow, that was so like me before I became a Christian. So it was only four years ago, and yeah, before that, I really was like those chickens running around like a chook with my head cut off, no direction, no sense, messy, chaotic. So I was just plain foolish a lot of the time. But, you know, like now with you guys, like even when we are trying to do the right thing and be sensible and, you know, lead good lives, life can easily seem out of control and pretty messy. The way things have been for a while now, there's so much to navigate you know, like government, news, social media, we've been going through difficult stuff and needing to make difficult decisions. Some people get upset and stressed. Some people rage. Some people buy loads of toilet paper. Um, some, peop- some of us try to pretend it's not happening by reaching for junk food or alcohol or watching Netflix for eight hours straight. When things get hard, it's so easy to follow along with so many of those around us, what they're doing to solve their problems and just do what they do. I am so grateful for me now when things get hard. Praise the Lord. Now I can follow Holy Spirit. So, yeah, so that's what we're diving into today. Follow Holy Spirit. We're going to be planted in Romans 8. So if you could get your Bibles out or your apps ready in Romans 8, we're going to look at verses 12 to 16 in Romans 8. And I'd love for you guys watching online too to join in, get your Bibles out and get into it with us. So Romans 8, 12 to 16. Therefore, brothers and sisters... We have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, the Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So this passage from is from a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Rome. So one of the reasons Paul wrote the letter um, was to address the lack of unity among the Christians in Rome due to tension between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. And what I love about Romans 8 is that the Holy Spirit is mentioned 21 times. And so Romans 8 has the record. No other chapter in the Bible (laughs) mentions Holy Spirit as much as this one. So Paul is definitely talking about the Holy Spirit here. And Specifically, in this passage, um, he's encouraging the readers to live according to the Spirit or follow Holy Spirit. So, follow Holy Spirit. Why? Why not just do what you want to do? 
why not do what you think is best? Or why not just follow along with what, you know, most of the people around you are doing with what the world says is cool? Why follow Holy Spirit? He knows the way to life. So we can see that Paul writes, but if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. The Holy Spirit knows the way to life. When Paul mentions flesh and living according to the flesh, he's not simply just referring to a person's body um, or temptation related to your physical body. It's actually referring to a much broader concept of the whole world and everything in it, like including your body and your mind and everything. So it's living according to the world, according to what the world values and says is important. It's living actually under the authority of sin and death, living disconnected from God and living not oriented toward God. So Paul says we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh. It's helpful here to look at what obligation means. It's a commitment, a responsibility we have, or something that we are bound to. We no longer have an obligation to the flesh. That is, we are no longer committed to worldly ways. We are not under the authority of sin and death. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ means we are standing in his victory as his followers. And now we have a commitment to follow Holy Spirit. In verse 13, Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit helps us put to death the misdeeds of the flesh. So this means the Holy Spirit helps us out, helps us get rid of stuff, get rid of sin that we can't get rid of on our own. So I, I have some pretty recent experience of this. So it was like a bit over four years ago I came to faith. And as soon as I came to faith and received Holy Spirit, I just stopped swearing totally stopped. Like, I used to swear a lot. Like, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, and straight away, I didn't even try to stop. But as soon as I gave my life to Jesus, I stopped swearing. The other thing that happened was I, um, I stopped smoking cigarettes. So there have been times when I had given up for a while, but I'd still be battling, like, the cravings and the urge to do it, um, even when I was really wanting to stop. Um, but as soon as I came to faith, like, the actual cravings they left and they're gone. Like, they're still totally gone now. So um, as I was soaking in this passage, I found myself actually always, like, imagining these two paths. So there's one path that leads to death and the other path leads to life. So if we follow Holy Spirit, if you follow Holy Spirit, you'll be on the path to life. You will live. So sometimes we are following what is important to the world and we are completely unaware. We can ask Holy Spirit to search our hearts, to search us and reveal to us where we have accidentally or even unknowingly slipped over onto the path of death instead of following Holy Spirit on the path of life. So a lot of things that the Holy Spirit does are really automatic, like what I shared, what happened to me. Um, some things are harder to walk away from or, as Paul says, put to death. But the Holy Spirit is our helper in this. When worldly things take hold, we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us and show us the path to life. 
and then follow him. You may feel the Holy Spirit give you a little nudge, highlighting something in your life that isn't so great, and then the Holy Spirit will keep nudging. And, you know, you might eventually feel like, I think I might need to fast this thing and have a break from it. So when you do that, if you follow Holy Spirit in that way, he can bring clarity. He can break strongholds. And the Holy Spirit can just move powerfully in that time so that you, um, you can just take that thing out of your life. It's like put to death. It's no longer in your life. So the Holy Spirit helps us to be free from all that is on the path of death. He knows the way to freedom. So yeah, why follow Holy Spirit? He knows the way to life and he knows the way to freedom. So I've got some words highlighted on the next slide, yeah. So it's led, children, slaves, sonship. So do these words remind you of any part of the Bible in particular? (laughs) Um, Paul seems to be trying to remind his readers of Exodus. So in Exodus, God refers to Israel as his firstborn son and then later frees his people Israel from slavery in Egypt with a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. God leads them in the wilderness and God is still leading us. Think about what it would have been like for God's people when they were slaves in Egypt. A slave's life is full of fear. If you are a slave, you are obeying your master because you're afraid of them. So there's fear of harsh discipline, neglect, suffering, fear of the unexpected, fear of pain and death. Paul is trying to communicate here that when we follow the way of the world... That's following all that keeps us enslaved to sin and death, enslaved to fear. So the word for fear used in this passage can actually be interpreted from the Greek as a fear of failure, a fear of failing to come up to the mark of acceptability. When you are a slave, you would constantly be afraid that you wouldn't meet the mark of what your master thought was acceptable. If you didn't meet the mark, you would be punished. When we live this way, according to the flesh, slaves to fear, we are left with this constant feeling of, I'm I'm never going to meet the mark of acceptability. I'm never going to be good enough, smart enough, thin enough, attractive enough, successful enough. Like That's where that comes from. We're afraid we're not going to meet the mark. And let's be clear, when we are living according to the world, Slaves to sin and death and living in fear, our master is Satan if we live that way. And when you are trying to please a master that wants to destroy you, there is no success. When you, oh, sorry. So now today, you and I, you and I, and everyone that receives Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we've been set free. We are no longer slaves to sin and death. We are no longer slaves to fear. We are free. So um, looking back, you know, on my life, I had totally become consumed by fear before I gave my life to Jesus. I was fearful of not having enough energy to make it through my day as a single mum. I was afraid of rejection. I was in this state of fear of what people thought of me. I was scared of public speaking. 
<laughs> I was so full of fear with my finances, like just constantly worried, like, am I going to have enough money to support my family? Fear had seeped into every part of my life. I was afraid of failing to come up to the mark of acceptability. And since I've been following Holy Spirit, I have had some amazing breakthrough, especially during times of prayer where Holy Spirit was really moving. And, you know, God's timing is so perfect. He set it all up that this week I had a brilliant, like, opportunity to hear a testimony of this happening for someone. So um, a few days ago, I was in at the Salvo Street level in the inner city in Brisbane. They do this amazing um, outreach for poor and homeless people, giving them free meals. And then, you know, they all sit together and eat together. And then they do a chapel time after. And during the chapel time, one of the men there that's part of the community, he shared his testimony. So he had been, um, for a lot of his life, struggling with drug addiction. And there were multiple times that he had tried to get free of it. He'd gone to rehab, but he would just always end up back stuck in taking drugs. He just couldn't get free of it. And he said that the thing that was missing all those times when he failed, when he couldn't do it, he said it was the Holy Spirit that was missing. You know, and so oh, it was so amazing. Like, he, he just praises Holy Spirit. He's standing there, this big, like, mean-looking guy, like, and he's got his hand on his heart saying, you know, it's, I'm praising Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit in me that's helped me, and he's been clean for years now, and he just gives all the glory to God. So you can follow Holy Spirit into freedom too. I want to invite you to um, just see what Holy Spirit may bring to your mind during the rest of the sermon Um, something that Jesus wants you to be free of. And at the end of the sermon, you can come down over here. We've got, um, over near the cross, we've got some pen and paper. And you can write down the fear you want to be free of or anything you want to be free of. And then you can fold it or scrunch it or rip it up. And there's a little container to put it in as well. And, yeah, just put it at the foot of the cross. So it's a way of putting into action that you want to follow Holy Spirit, that you're giving it all to Jesus. When we follow Holy Spirit, we are free. I am so thankful to Jesus for my freedom and so thankful for what he did to die for us so that we can be free. It's beyond wonderful. It's it's beyond anything. You know, but... It, it actually even gets better because we're not just free, we're part of the family. So Holy Spirit knows the way to family. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive adoption into the family of God. So that means we are God's child by his grace. We don't earn it, we don't have a right to it. Like an adopted child in the world who has no say about the adoption process. It's the decision and the action of the adoptive parents. We become adopted as God's child by the grace of God. Speaking of family, so if we think back to the start of the passage, Paul addresses the readers as brothers and sisters. And the whole passage is actually full of family words. Paul was encouraging the church in Rome to live in unity, in unity with God and in unity with their brothers and sisters as a family. 
When we receive the Holy Spirit, we are part of the family. So as we've read this passage, you may be thinking, what does Abba mean? So Jesus was known to call God the Father Abba when he was talking to him in prayer when he was on the earth. And um, Jesus actually grew up speaking Aramaic. So Abba is Aramaic for, it's like the intimate form of father. So like daddy or papa. So that's what that means. Paul writes that by him we cry, Abba, Father. So he is saying that the Holy Spirit helps us, encourages us, and even gives us like a little push to cry out to our loving Heavenly Father. The same way that we would cry out to our mummy or our daddy when we're little, you know, when we need help or when we're sad. God loves us that much that he would put in place a way through the Holy Spirit that we would be prompted and encouraged to know that we can cry out to him. The Holy Spirit knows the way to family. God loves us so much that he wants to make sure that if you forget you are his child, if we forget that we are part of the family of believers, he set it up that the Holy Spirit will be talking to our spirit all the time. Just, you are God's child, you are God's child, like all the time, just telling us all the time. He helps us come back to family if we get lost. So this is my daughter, Lily. This is Lily, newborn Lily. So this photo was taken um, just a few minutes after she was born. So, yeah. (laughs) So I wanted to share this with you today because I wanted to share how I felt in that moment So I don't think that we'll really know how much God loves us. Maybe when, you know, we're with him after Jesus returns, we might know. But I I got to thinking maybe this is the closest that I might come to knowing how God loves me as his child, the way that I felt when Lily was born. In this moment, holding Lily, my heart was bursting with love, the most love I've ever, ever felt. I looked at her thinking, wow, you are beautiful. You are wonderful. Look at your bright eyes checking out the world already. I just couldn't believe how like, bright her eyes were. And here she was, finally born, my beloved child. I was so happy to hold her and love her. And just, wow, she's my daughter. She's my child. I, I love her, I love her, I love her. God loves Lily even more than that. God loves me even more than that. God loves you more than that. He looks at you and he thinks you're beautiful. He thinks you're wonderful. He made you and he sees all the wonderful things. He is so happy when you come to him to be within his embrace and he wants to say over you, I love you, I love you, I love you. So even if you don't know it, if you don't believe me, if you're not not feeling it, the Holy Spirit knows it. 
And he knows the way to family. He knows the way to the embrace of our loving Father, your loving Abba Father, your Papa. Ask the Holy Spirit for yourself. Who am I? And the Holy Spirit will tell you, you are a beloved child of God. That's what Paul writes, that the Holy Spirit tells our spirit, you are a child of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can follow you into abundant life, life to the full, life eternal. We don't have to run around like chickens with their heads cut off. In a world that is plagued with death, we have hope because we have the Holy Spirit as our helper and guide, showing us the way to life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can follow you into freedom. Whenever we get tangled up, whatever we get tangled up in in this world, the Holy Spirit knows the way to freedom. We can live free from fear. We can live our lives free and in the peace of God when we follow Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can follow you into family. We can live our lives free and in the loving embrace of our Abba, Father, our Papa. We can live free and loved and part of the family when we follow Holy Spirit. So as I mentioned earlier, if there is something that you want freedom from today, something that the Holy Spirit put on your heart, come on. And like the Holy Spirit just said, come on, let's go. Let's just get free of it. You are so welcome to come down, write it down and give it to Jesus. God does not want you to live as a slave to fear. The ministry team will also be down here, down the front during this last song. And if you feel that you need prayer today to follow Holy Spirit into life or freedom or family, you know, He knows the way and the prayer team would love to pray for you. And if you just wanna cry out to your Abba, Father, your Papa, for any reason, like thanksgiving or praise, a cry for help, I really wanna encourage you to just Calm down during this last song. If you need to experience the love of the Father today, to come into the loving embrace of your loving Heavenly Father, just yeah, calm down. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that we can follow Holy Spirit into life. Holy Spirit, flood this place with your life. Set people free in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come and flood this place with your love. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.